coming to you semi-live. Well, live on YouTube, but semi-live on the podcast. Because I'm alive, but it's pre-recorded. This is That's All I Got Podcast. I'm Kevin Bay. It's July 23rd, 2021. And I titled this one, Oi with the COVID-19 News Already. And if you understand that little reference, it is from the Gilmore Girls, or I should just say from Gilmore Girls, of which I'm a fan, which doesn't exactly fit with uh, being a man now, does it? But I'm a fan of the show nevertheless. Anyway, yes, I am so sick and tired of COVID news, sick and tired, that I'm going to give you some. So let me go pull these things up. This is episode number 13. I don't know if I mentioned that. Okay, also this is a a value for value podcast. You can listen to this on Podfriend or some other new podcast app. My voice is cracking. New podcast app uh, that supports streaming payments. And I encourage you to go to newpodcastapps.com and check those out because you can find a podcast that is custom to you. That's some coffee to lubricate my throat. I do not have COVID, but my throat is dry. It it tends to get that way more towards the afternoon. Uh, I don't know. I I don't talk that much during the day, but then when I start, um, I seem to run out of juice very quickly. Perfect for podcasting. Uh, So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to show you... Let's cut to the chase. Episode 13. The first one... I'm going to go through the stupid COVID crap, and then I'm just going to go into some music, because I am sick of it. Uh, Let's see. 60% of COVID-19 hospitalizations in the UK are among the fully vaccinated. Well, that's not exactly true. Nothing's working. <laughs> you gotta live when nothing works. Okay, let's go here. Okay, there we go. Forgot my keyboard uh, uh, combinations. So, uh, Sir Patrick Valance uh, had some press conference, and I can't remember what the hell his position with the government is, but he actually said 60% of hospitalizations from COVID were from people who were double vaccinated. Oh, you can't hear that. Hold on a second. Nothing is working. Let's get this off of here. Let me get back to my desktop here. Why this is not coming through my podcast rig. Okay, there it is. Now let's cut back to it. (laughs) Getting off to a great start where nothing is working as I intend. Okay, back to it. Double vaccinated. And that's not surprising because the vaxty percent of the people being... Of course, I I had it queued up nicely, but uh, then it didn't work. Okay, so here we go again. In terms of the number of people in hospital... 
who've been double vaccinated. We know it's around 60% of the people being admitted to hospital with COVID have been double vaccinated. And that's not surprising because that's the surprising. vaccines are not 100% effective. They're very, very effective, but not 100%. So he's so sure. And it's not like he doesn't have the information in front of him. So he, he's so sure. And, and not only that, the absurdness of him knowingly saying 60% of vac fully vaccinated people uh, are in hospitals with COVID and then saying that's proof that the vaccines are effective. That's, that's just the dumbest statement on earth. And as a higher proportion of the population is double vaccinated, it's inevitable that those 10% of that very large number remain at risk and therefore will be amongst the people who both catch the infection and end up in hospital. So whilst vaccines are very effective at reducing severe disease, they're also effective at reducing the chance of catching it. I mean, he just goes on to say, basically, the vaccines are effective even though 60% of the people fully vaccinated are in hospitals. How, how that qualifies as, as, as a preventive or preventing serious illness is beyond me. What are you doing in the hospital if you're not seriously ill? So then he came out the, like a day later or something like that with a tweet correcting the statement that he made live on TV. The tweet says, uh, correcting a statistic I gave at the press conference today, 19th July, about 60% of hospitalizations from COVID are not double vaccinated people. Rather, 60% of hospitalizations from COVID are currently from unvaccinated people. So you flip that around and that means 40% still of fully vaccinated people are hospitalized with COVID or of the of the people who are hospitalized with COVID, 40% of those are fully vaccinated people. Again, they keep telling us that the vaccines are 90%, 95%, whatever that stupid statistics they keep throwing out there, effective at preventing serious illness. If that's the case, 40% of people in hospitals would not have COVID. Or 40% of the people with COVID would not be vaccinated. I at least I can correct myself on the fly. So it's just such a bunch of bullshit. And then, so what is the point? You know, what is the point of of the vaccines when the statistics still show that, you know, well above 95%, I think it's higher than that, but I, you know, my memory isn't as good. And I'd have to go back and look at the stupid stats. Um, I know it's well over 95% of people who without a vaccine and who are who become infected with COVID-19 not only survive but don't require hospitalization. So this just that, that was like it's just so infuriating all of this. And then Rand Paul um, had a very nice run-in with Dr. Fauci and totally flustered this guy. It's, it seems like Rand Paul's the only one that can kind of shake uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. I say it with disdain because I have a lot of disdain for this guy because I think he's a bureaucrat who doesn't give a shit about anybody. Let's see. Let's get to that video here. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Section 1001 of the U.S. Criminal Code 
creates a felony and a five-year penalty for lying to Congress. On your last trip to our committee on May 11th, you stated that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And yet, gain-of-function research was done entirely in the Wuhan Institute by Dr. Xi and was funded by the NIH. I'd like to ask unanimous consent to insert into the record the Wuhan virology paper entitled Discovery of a Rich Gene Pool of Bad so, SARS-Related Coronavirus. Rand Paul basically Please deliver a copy of the journal. Um, just shows the definition, Dr. Fauci's own definition of gain-of-function and goes through, through the proof that NIH funded this research and then Fauci um, responds. Function research in Wuhan. There, he didn't turn on his microphone like I didn't turn right. on mine. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress. That's a lie right and there. And I do not retract that statement. This paper that you were referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was, let me take, finish. There he goes, there he goes. Increases yeah. transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking it's about. It's like his attitude here is like a kid. Say that it's official. like a little kid in high school. You do not know what you are talking about. The head about. wag. Okay, you the condescension. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the You have to watch the video. The video is on my website. In the show notes. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increase their I really want to get to Fauci's response because he's he's visibly shaking. It is not. It's a when he responds, if you can zoom in on his hands when you watch this video, you can see that he's so amped up. I don't know if it's nervousness or just adrenaline. Well, now you're getting into something. But his hands are jumping all over the place. Is that the the, the grant that was funded as a sub award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2? That's where you are getting. Let <laughs> he me get, he, he gives uh, Rand Paul well, a, a double minute. finger point. Lab, but all you, the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab, you, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the right. lab, including yourself. I totally this resent. This committee will allow the witness to. Respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look finger point, at another the finger viruses point. that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. He just tries to throw no shit in there now. It is molecularly it is impossible. His finger is shaking, pandemic, visibly shaking. Is the gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That is not get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm not obfuscating the truth. Senator you are the one. And now Fauci's fiddling with a rubber band and also still shaking. That if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible. No molecularly impossible. No SARS-CoV-2. the pandemic. We're saying they are gain-of-function <laughs> viruses because they were <laughs> animal viruses. Anyway, it was, it was a good exchange. Um, Rand Paul seems to be the only one that can pierce that smooth uh, facade of Dr. Fauci. I mean, he's Dr. Fauci is one of the 
smoothest liars I've ever seen in my life. You know, it's just, I think it's his delivery, his kind of gravelly voice that um, kind of soothes everybody into complacency. You know, and I was even believing him too in the beginning when all this stuff started. And it just seemed like such a reasonable guy. But then when the shit didn't start making a whole lot of sense and when he started like going back on his own words, uh, you know, and, and he had this whole mentality of, I'm not telling you everything for your own good. That's the kind of bullshit I hate. He's not my father. He works for the government. We fund the government. Therefore, he works for us. I know it's a simplistic way of looking at it. But that's, that's the basic truth. We don't, you know, we're not paying them to be our parents. We're paying them to do the, you know, the job that they're fucking supposed to do. You know, and, and his job as supposedly, you know, um, I forgot what his stupid ass title now is, <laughs> the NIH. But, you know, his, his job to protect us from these viruses um, should include telling the public everything he knows. This isn't wartime. This isn't uh, uh, releasing information that uh, our enemies in the field uh, might gather from a news report and then kill our soldiers. No, this is something about a, a fucking virus that's supposed to be attacking us all. And if he's genuine, he would provide us with Whatever information he has, that is the truth, not the shit that he thinks that he that uh, that we need to hear, or uh, only the shit that he thinks we need to hear in order to move the public in a certain direction. That that just frosts my ass to <laughs> to no end. I just can't stand it. You're not my father. You're not my mother. You're there to do a job, and you're there to do it for the public. So what you know, if it's factual. Give us the facts. Let us decide what to do. You're just a bureaucrat. We have elected officials that, that you know, and, and granted, they're not that much better either. But um, still, it, it's up to us to make the decisions, not you. Do, just do your fucking job and tell us the truth. Uh, on to the Texas Democrats. Now, this is a position I think I haven't heard anybody but my, but in my own head. And as watching the news reports on the Texas Democrats that ran away to Washington, D.C. in order to avoid voting on a, uh, a new voting law in Texas that's similar to what they've passed here in Georgia. Um, you know, everybody's been passing around this photo that I've, got, uh, that I've got up right now on screen of them in the airplane making the peace sign, although one of them is making a backwards peace sign, which is uh, not friendly in the U.K., you know, maybe she's talking to Boris Johnson. Who knows? But um, you know, they're 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 sitting shoulder to shoulder, no masks on, on a stupid airplane heading to Washington D.C. And then we know later on that supposedly six of them tested positive for COVID nineteen, even though that entire plane is supposed to be fully vaccinated, which is fine. I mean, we know that if you are vaccinated, it's not going to prevent you from uh, getting infected. It's just supposed to prevent severe illness just like every other vaccine in the history of vaccines. But what I think this was, you know, and then we, we heard the other stuff about somebody in uh, Kamala Harris's office and Nancy Pelosi and, you know, people in Congress that now are testing positive, supposedly because they came in contact with these people from Texas. So there, to me, I think this is twofold. 
forget about the hypocrisy about not wearing masks and then coming down with COVID and passing it on. I think the whole thing is really just a ruse in order for them not to go back to Texas. It's just an excuse that, okay, um, Texas wants us back now, but wait a minute. We got COVID. We can't move anywhere. We gotta, we've got to uh, stay sealed up for another 14 days or 10 days or whatever the current bullshit is in order to not pass it on to the people of Texas. So I think that's really just something to buy them extra time where uh, the, the Texas legislature and Governor Abbott won't be able to force them back. You know, uh, I don't know if they're going to send uh, Texas state troopers or what do they call them up there, Texas rangers. I think that's a different uh, <laughs> a different uh, agency, but I don't think they're going to send anybody to D.C. to to drag anybody back. But I think that's just, uh, I think this was all just a, just a ruse, just bullshit, the whole COVID crap. And how about the poor people of Sydney, Australia? These poor people. They, their, their mission now is to achieve zero new COVID cases. That's like saying zero influenza or zero any other virus that is, you know, it's out there in the world and people are going to get sick. They went into a full lockdown again. Uh, what was it? What's today? Today is the 23rd. So two days ago, or let's see. Or maybe there, uh, it doesn't say there. Uh, I'll, let me play the video. Good evening. Within hours, Sydney will be in the grip of much tougher restrictions. The Premier clamping down on the stubborn Delta outbreak with what she's calling Delta. a no-regrets policy. And this is why. From a record 82,000 tests, the state today recorded 111 cases. 82,000 tests. Out of 82,000 tests, they only came up with 111 cases and one death. They, they're shutting down the whole fucking area for 111 cases and one death. And I, I think she comes out and says that there was actually three deaths recently, but still, so what? People die every day, and it sounds cold now, but it's like, I'm just so sick of this bullshit. The third COVID death in this outbreak. Third A COVID death. Let me get that and back. And tragically, the third COVID... The state today recorded 111 cases. And tragically, the third COVID death in this outbreak... A man aged in his 80s from the southeast. 80s. He's in his 80s. Now, my parents are in their 80s. My father's 87. My mother will be 80 this year. Sadly, people of that age, every day could be your last day. That's just statistics, uh, human statistics and life expectancy. People don't live too far beyond the age of 80, 90. You know, once you, once you get over 75, really, almost any day could be your last. So while, you know, I don't want people to die, you know, unnecessarily, obviously, <laughs> but you can't prevent death. We're all going to die. And the older you are, the closer you are. Across Greater Sydney, retail shops will now close. A small list of essential stores can remain open. Construction sites across the city 
shut down. <laughs> and from midnight tonight, Jesus 110 Christ. suburbs across Liverpool, Fairfield and Canterbury-Bankstown will be sealed shut. That's 900,000 residents who can't leave their area. I don't know what, what would happen if that happened here. I mean, we were all fairly compliant throughout this entire thing, which troubled me a lot. There were no dissenting voices, you know, and I'm just some, some dude who has no platform other than my blog and, you know, what I'm doing now. But the prominent people who, you know, you look to and you're like, okay, these people will speak up because they have a little bit of common sense, but they never did. They just kind of stayed silent and didn't say anything. I think they were afraid that they would be responsible for killing people, but so what? I mean, if, if, it's not, if the principles aren't correct, if they're not right, if they're not protecting your rights, if the government is taking your rights away, the prominent people who we normally expect to say something should be out there saying something. And it was, it was really disheartening. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, where, where's all the dissenting voices? Where are the people that are going to argue against this? And it, it just didn't happen. Not until a year later, almost. So in Australia, because of three deaths and 111 cases, almost a million people are frozen in place. How is that? How is that a free country anymore? And when is that coming here? That's what I want to know. On to music. I've been listening to some music lately. You know, I, I'm still listening to the podcasts I listen to. Uh, the main ones I listen to are the No Agenda Show. I listen to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged. I listen to Podcasting 2.0. I listen to Security Now. I listen to Windows Weekly. And then uh, the other shows that I listen to, not consistently, but fairly regularly, I'll say, are The New Media Show. Uh, the low carb, let's see, the low carb MD podcast. I think that's what it's called just off the top of my head. Uh, let me take a look. Hold on. I got my, uh, podcast. I normally I, I listen to my podcast through podcast addict unless I'm listening to a value for value podcast. And then I'll listen through breeze or pod friend. Uh, yeah, the low carb MD podcast. Um, and Occasionally, I'll listen to the Wall Street Journal Opinion Potomac Watch podcast, but mostly I read the Wall Street Journal, so I don't need to hear that podcast. But sometimes I'll skip, and then I'll, I'll catch that in case there's something I miss because, uh, you know, they, they have more insight. The editorial page of the Wall Street Journal has more insight knowledge of Washington, D.C. than I have, obviously. But anyway, I've been listening to some music lately, and I'm not sure how much of this stuff I can play without getting taken down. So I'm going to try to maybe hit 10 seconds or so. And this is, I think this is how you pronounce it, Biabadoobie. <laughs> yeah, she's a young Asian girl and she's got a band. And uh, I've been listening to some of her stuff for the last couple of years. And I, the my musical tastes tend to touch around pop music, but not the mainstream pop, let's say. It's kind of like, kind of off to the side. Uh, you know, uh, uh, some of my favorite artists are... Like, um, I'll listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan, Prince. I was a huge fan of Prince. 
you know, growing up in the 80s, you know, uh, arena rock. So I would listen to Van Halen and Journey. I'm from Chicago, so Ariel Speedwagon was big. Um, but I also listened to, um, did I just mention Prince? Can't remember now. Um, but I was a huge Prince fan. Finally got to see him during the Musicology tour, which was fantastic. Um, but uh, I always, you know, I'm not stuck in the 80s. I always search out for new stuff. Um, because while I can go back and listen to all the old stuff anytime, you know, but I definitely need new things to listen to, and I'm not opposed. You know, I, I like the energy coming off younger people. So here is uh, Biabadoobie, Biabadoobie. <laughs> Last day on earth. Okay, we'll cut that off. How many seconds was that? I don't know. I gotta watch that. Um, but I've I've got a link to the I've, I've got the YouTube video embedded in the show notes. So you can go listen to that if it's anything you're into. It's kind of like uh, indie pop rock, kind of uh, softer indie pop rock. But I like it. It's kind of fresh, kind of new. And then John Mayer came out with a, a new album, which I'm a fan of John Mayer's. And I read some reviews about this album, which, you know, I, I guess it, I don't take much stock in reviews, I guess. Uh, the only one I saw is in the, in the New York Times, and I used to follow a music reviewer in the Tribune that sometimes aligned with my with my taste, uh, Greg Cott. But he's gone from the Tribune, and so now with music reviews, I don't know who to go to. So I just kind of search around, and I've been a fan of John Mayer. I I classify his sound or his style of music as suburban blues. It's like, you know, we all have things that we complain about or we're sad about or. Uh, things that bother us, uh, but a lot of us, you know, uh, or a lot of people, you know, you grow up in the suburbs, and you don't really have a whole lot of problems, so you kind of have to create them in order to to have some kind of an edge, and John Mayer's music kind of fits into that mold where, you know, I don't, I don't think he struggled too much as a kid or whatever, and there's nothing wrong with that either, but uh, I think he gets criticized for for being a little vapid sometimes, or maybe, uh, you know, kind of chick music or whatever. But I don't know. I I think he he's definitely better in live performances than he than he is on his album. But I, I kind of like this one. Now the road keeps rolling on forever. Sappy. And the years keep pulling us apart. I know it's over. Just saying this because it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter, but it does. I think that's a good lyric. Plus, uh, he sings in a range that I can handle. And then there's this band out of Chicago, Beach Bunny, which this is definitely just uh, plain old kind of indie rock, but I enjoy it. She's a little quirky and funny. Um, but I, I like the energy in her music, and I think her lyrics uh, kind of touch on being, you know, younger and, and all these kind of wacky problems. But when he loves me, I feel like I'm floating. When he calls me pretty, I feel like some 
Oh, there. That's a little bit of Beach Bunny. Um, I, I like their sound. I like their energy. And then I ran across this. Um, I tried to listen to the whole album. I wasn't too much into it. It wasn't that it was bad. It's just the whole album's not my thing. I, I'm more of an album listener than a singles listener. But this is a very fun video and a very fun song. John Batiste. When I move my body just like this, I don't know why, but I feel like So that's one I'm gonna, I'll, I'll include that in a, I make a playlist for every year, songs that I like to listen to. Uh, that's gonna go on my 2021 playlist as a single, the rest of the album. I still have to check out all of it, but I listened to about half of it and I wasn't that into it. It was, it was okay, but it wasn't my cup of tea. And then this is a song that I like, I like Lord. I liked her last album a lot, which I don't think got a whole lot of radio play or anything, or uh, was it even... I don't think streaming was as big during her last album. I think it was three or four years ago. Uh, so now I don't even listen to the radio at all, so who knows. But I, I don't think it got much play. Uh, but this song I, I like. It's very simple. It's summery. Uh, it's very light, fluffy. Enjoy. My cheeks in high color, overripe peaches. No shirt, no shoes, only my features. My boy behind me, he's taking pictures. Boys and girls onto the beaches. Come on, come on, tell you my secrets. I'm kind of like a prettier Jesus. Nothing like claiming you're a prettier Jesus. Uh, but th that's some of the songs I've been listening to. Um, her album comes out, I think, in a month. So check that out. Hopefully it's as good as that song. I like that song. Uh, and the other ones... Uh, what the hell did I just cover? Oh, the other albums I liked a lot, so those those will go into the playlist. The John Mayer album uh, sounded pretty good. Wallflowers came out with another one, too. Uh, that one I have to listen to yet um, all the way through. But aside from that, that um, podcast-wise, that's all I got. Um, not, not much, really, this week. I'm just so sick and tired of COVID news that... Um, I just can't wait for all this to be over. Let me pause that again. So that's it. That's all I got for this week. Very, very quiet week. Well, there was a lot of crap on the blog. I just didn't feel like covering it. I'm just so sick of it all. Um, but that's it. So I still have to figure out a way to close these out. Uh, let's see here. So let me reiterate about um, podcasting 2.0 that this is a podcasting 2.0 compatible podcast. And that if you're listening to this, you'll be able to um, have access to transcripts, chapter images, and uh, chapters. Well, obviously, if there are chapter images, there are going to be chapters. So please go to newpodcastapps.com and check those out. There's a lot of uh, different types of podcast apps for you to enjoy, to uh, listen to podcasts the way you want to listen to. Uh, go and support podcastindex.org. Go listen to the Podcasting 2.0 podcast if you're interested in this kind of stuff at all. They're too technical for me, but I listen anyway because I'm very interested in where uh, they're going with extending RSS. If you'd like to get in touch with me at all, you can send me an email at mail at kevinbay.com. 
I will respond. And feel free to send some cash over this way. I've got a donate button on the website. And if you listen in a uh, podcasting 2.0 compatible app that supports the value for value model, you can just stream uh, Satoshis to me. If you don't know what that is, uh, just go look it up. (laughs) Because I know what they are, but it's a pain in the ass to explain. So just go look it up and enjoy. uh, And have a good weekend coming up. Hopefully COVID disappears by Monday. You think it'll disappear by Monday? Not a chance. All right. See you later. My goodness, it's hot in here again. I don't know what the heck. I gotta turn my air conditioner up when I do these things. Because I tend to get a little amped up. I'm like a little... start sweating. I'd like to have a fan running, maybe. Maybe moving to Atlanta and the heat and humidity here hasn't been the best idea for me. That's truly all I got. Later. <laughs>